Welcome to the Huffing Spirit Podcast, where we take you from the sacred to the profane, from the serious to the silly, from the outer to the inner, and from the guru back to you. Join your playful podcast guides, Alex Hindley and Natalie Dick, as they bring you back to a grounded and more authentic approach to spirituality. Fucking live. We are actually live physically in the same room. Exciting. Super exciting. We have never done this. And Alex and I have not seen each other for four years. Yeah. So it's, this is crazy. I know it's kind of like a fun little reunion, and and I'm not I'm not used to making this much eye contact. I know, so. I know, it's weird. <laughs> I'm used to seeing you on a screen. Yeah, I can kind of like look off or like look at my phone. Or right. So, um, welcome, welcome to the Health and Spirit Podcast. Yeah, we're we're diving in live, and this is episode number. Mm, no numbers. No numbers. No numbers because we never know how good stuff. I was going to say this is episode. On wounds. Oh, I thought you were going to say this is episode number. I might have been going there. Okay. <laughs> I might have been going there, and then I, I circled back. Okay. Yes. Excellent. So this is the wounding episode. This is the wounded episode. So we're going to dive deep into wounds today, and kind of go in all sorts of different directions. Yeah, I mean, as as wounds do typically go. Yes. Right there, uh, we were talking about it before we started recording. It's kind of like an octopus. So the what of it is, um, you said it wonderfully. It's it's trauma that is an un, unfinished experience. Sometimes within the body, or we could just say like in your being. Yeah, in the body, which is in the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body, whatever wounds are. Yeah, unfinished experiences that basically get stuck in your field and become blockages. And then it makes us redirect our energy in an inauthentic way. Way to, way to bring that to an earlier episode. Yeah, the there energy of authenticity. So our wounds can, can really misdirect us, but can also be very purposeful. Yeah, purposeful in the way, you know, if I could steal from the person who shall not be named for the millionth time. Uh, <laughs> the, the wound is the, the radar for healing yeah. for finding others that are wounded yeah um, so i've been told that like you know you use your wounds and uh, somebody once told me that my core wound is uh embarrassment so i don't want to see others embarrassed because i know what that's like to be embarrassed a very deep rooted love so you use that as a radar of looking out for people but also like kind of right. protecting them in a, in a way yeah and I remember when I learned about when Kurt, you named him. I named him when Kurt would tell me, um, your wounds are the radar for others. I, I remember when I heard that for the first time, I was like, oh my God, that's so true. Because in my business, like I've evolved and the, I guess the niche, the type of women that I've helped has changed and it's all been because I've changed. It's like I'm addressing different wounds within myself and all these like cumulative experiences. Like I initially started helping women with hormonal issues when I was working more in the physical. And that's because I had recovered from hormonal issues. And then I moved over to emotional trauma. That's because I was literally moving through my emotional trauma, um, worked through it. And now it's, the wound 
that literally vibrationally calls in the same women who have the same issues that they haven't previously healed. Mm. Make sense? Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So the why. Mm-hmm. We're both in agreement that we all have wounds. I think we need to understand if we're reacting from these wounds or we're using them to be more empathetic with others. So sometimes people can get triggered and that's coming from let's call it like an abandonment wound or something like that. And they feel that people are going to be leaving them and they, they react in a really nasty way that actually ends up pushing more people away. Yeah. How do we meet that person with kind of compassion and empathy and understanding that like, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And we all have wounds. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when we look at wounding, I love the, the, the physical wounding metaphor. It's like when, when you have, say you blow your knee out, right? Like I tore my ACL, right? And hypothetically, or really? No, I really did. I, well, I tore my ACL playing soccer, and super painful. But it's it's not something that you can ignore. It's like the phys- it's so funny how we're so material driven, like so physically driven that if we have an ACL tear, it's like we have to get surgery. We have to like allow it to heal and mend and we give it space and time. I mean, most people do. Some people do dumb things and like keep continuing on playing soccer when they've got like a wound, but well, I, I also think you could argue that like sometimes we're not paying attention to it. Yeah. You know, to take care of it Same before thing. it gets to that point. But we're so we'll give energy to tending to the wounds of our physicality, but most often people can't look at their emotional wounds. It's like, I can't go there. And they just keep distracting and distracting and distracting. So disengaging, um, stonewalling. Yeah. Bypassing all of that stuff. So I think that, you know, in this episode, really looking at wounds are there, there's so much information in the wound for you to kind of get. And sometimes when we get wounded, there's a reason why we're meant to sit still, or there's a reason why we're called into that next layer of emotional wounding or whatever it is. I think it's really important that people tend to their wounds emotionally, mentally, physically, because if we don't, it starts to redirect us in unconscious ways. So if you think about, you can't walk from blowing your knee out with an ACL, like tear, you can't walk straight right? Like you can't continue on in life as you normally would. Like your gait is all screwed up. You're going to be out of equilibrium. Yeah. You're going to be out of equilibrium. You get pulled off to the side to tend to the wounding. But if your emotional wounds don't get tended to, you're literally off course of your authenticity because you're having to navigate a blockage. The wound becomes a blockage and you're redirecting and going around in a different direction than you should be. So can you... Heal if you don't identify or heal that wound. Like, is that a, is that a thing? No, I mean, okay. So here's here's the other thing. I think that some wounds aren't meant to be healed. I think there's like a divine timing of when you kind of open those wounds. Mm. There are people that you know the universe. The universe will synchronistically place people in your in your reality to activate a certain wound within you to allow you to unfold, right? That could, that could be a very charged uh, idea you're, you're throwing out, but I get it. I'm with it. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, um, 
yeah, I was, I was telling Natalie earlier today, I was having a moment with my son and my wife's like, well, maybe this is a good time for you to start like doing all that stuff that you tell everybody about. Uh, wasn't the opportune time that I wanted to hear that, but yeah, it is. It's, it's just another reflection point of yeah. how do we, how do we lean in and use that? And I think the true masters are really like, you're pulling from everything. Everything's all around you and you're, you're using it and you're optimizing mm-hmm. it for your own growth at all times. It can be beautiful and stressful and chaotic all at the same time. Yeah. And that's when I say like the universe is like everything is synch- like synchronized to bring in like the opening of certain wounds or kind of like the next layer of it. So do you want to get into different like different types of wounds? Because I think there's like what I'm talking about is layers of a wound. I mean, let's let's get into it. I will go to the, I'm going to default to you on some of this stuff. Okay. So I think if, if, as I've been told, if you're in the healing space, you're out of your depth, refer to somebody else. So I might be referring to you more on this and just trying to practice a, a active listening. But um, yeah, how do, how do we get them? How might we find them or spot them within ourselves or, or others eventually? Well, I think it begins with discomfort. I think our wounds bring up like a lot of what even physically or emotionally, we start to feel things that are really uncomfortable. And that can be, you know, whether it's anxiety, whether it is, um, you know, bouts of depression, there's a bit of a numbing there. And our wounds are trying to get our attention for deeper things that are going on. Yeah, and if you're paying attention to it, it could be gold. Yeah, it's very transformative. Yeah, super transformative. But again, if you're if you're not if you don't have the capacity to um, look within yourself or to tend to look at that discomfort, because we have a world where we're chasing like peak experiences and we just want like happiness and excitement and bliss, dopamine, instant. So we tend to rev in these like peak experiences and like life is amazing and all I want is happiness. And we don't, if we're on that path, our wounds over here are going to be completely ignored. And there's like a festering that's going to happen. Yeah, it it festers. And just think of like the physical wound. If you don't tend to the physical wound, it's going to get infected. It's going to like, Literally, you're going to need antibiotics if you don't like tend to the wound immediately if it's that bad, right? So, I love that metaphor of going back to the physical because, again, we're so physically oriented. Yeah, we're so physically oriented that we we're always like tending tending to that, but like we just we're so disembodied. You know what I mean? Like our world, everyone's like, "Oh, I just want to do this over here," and they want to bypass. Well, and, and I, I hear you say this a lot. And I've been hearing a lot of other people say it too, like the top up, you know, we're feeling from yeah. the neck up. Um, when you really get into the body work, the body work is that feminine aspect mm-hmm. of allowing yourself to feel the discomfort within the body. Sometimes you don't even have to mentally understand what's going on or what happened. It's just like yeah. that unfinished experience, allowing the energy to move, move through yourself um, yeah. and not holding on to it, not analyzing it and trying to process it. So like some of the stuff we were doing before, we did some some bioenergetic exercises to yeah. open the armoring up within the body. So Alex took me through, um, we, we were about to hit record and I'm like, I just traveled here. I like woke up at 4 a.m. 
And I said to Alex, I'm like, let's like do some body movements. So like re-energize. So it just took me through this bioenergetics. Do you want to explain a little bit about bioenergetics? I'm, I'm, I'm very much a new student to this, although like we learned some of this in class. Mm. This is a derivative of Reich. Reich was a disciple of Freud. Right. And he found that there's like honoring within the body. And um, there's these different personality patterns. I refer anybody to Stephen Kessler's five personality patterns. Mm -hmm. There's these ways that your body's going to armor. And that's from pre-birth to six months or six years based off of the uh, initial wounding that happens. You know, some, some people are wounded on a spiritual level because like their parents didn't want them before they got here. So that was energetically, spiritually felt that like they weren't wanted and then they were coming into this environment where they weren't wanted. Mm. So that wound for them starts before their, their timeline. It's a core wound. Yeah. Yeah. So you armor your body, your body armors and holds on to these things. And your body essentially says, Hey, mentally, you don't have the time to figure this stuff out. Yeah. I got you. I'll hold on to it. So as you were saying before, trauma, trauma is an unfinished experience within the body. Yeah. You hold on to that. And the way that you armor ends up determining the way that you release and can pull energy into your body. Mm-hmm. And holistically speaking, we we're not healing because of an imbalance. You know, true health is equilibrium of positive, negative energies. Yeah. Yin yang perfectly balanced throughout us. Your chakras look great. Yeah. So that's ideal. And then there's these exercises. So there's Stephen Kessler's work, and that's. This is to a lot of the awesome dudes I've been meeting here. There's Stephen Kessler's work, which goes off of Reich's work, um, off of Lowen and somebody else's, uh, Baracus's work as well. Mm-hmm. So goes off of that work. And then the bioenergetics are the physical exercises you do to open your body up. So it's like the peanut butter to the jelly, as a friend says. I love that. So you, you have the armoring, and then you do these exercises to open your body up to be able to, to feel more. And doing these exercises for... Months now, I can, I've been noticing just sh- subtle shifts in energy that I'm able to recognize. And, and yeah. especially as you get into the, like, the deeper levels of healing, as Natalie can attest to, it's, it is all subtle. It's not like a gross thing. Um, so that might be why Aikido is so cool to me because there's a lot of subtle stuff going on mm-hmm. that you're not aware of. So you have to, you're always tuning your body to feel like what's going on within this other person's body as opposed to the, the gross force of a punch that yeah. you feel. And I love, I like, I love that analogy that uh, the armoring, like the body is literally trying to get your attention to like the deeper part that you're not going to get to. Like mm. you're ignoring it, ignoring it, ignoring it. And then that wound eventually filters out like from the energy, from the emotional, from the mental. And it starts to create these like, almost like your mental schemas or emotional patterns start to show up in your physical body and they start to show you like where your tension is. Like, I think that's like absolutely fascinating. Like our body is so intelligent that most of the planets, like they're walking around and they're just like neck up thinking about stuff. I'm like, there's so much information in your body. You have to go into the body and feel it and like start to understand its language and it doesn't speak. It doesn't speak a conscious language. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, speak, doesn't speak English. It like literally is the feminine. It's it's literally chaotic yeah. and all over the place. But so, 
anyway, back to your bioenergetic exercise that we did, it just, it helped to kind of open up, like I was feeling tired and, you know, Alex and I haven't seen each other for like four years and we're like, oh my God, we're doing this podcast in person. Let's like get our energy. We should totally eat snacks for 45 minutes. Yeah, we did do that. We were like... And get on a microphone. (laughs) Yeah. And then crash. So anyway, it's... And I was telling him downstairs when we were doing this exercise is like my version of bioenergetics or how I move. I move my body so much more intuitively. It's less structured. So I'll do like dances, but I've, I've really attuned to listening to what my body wants. Mm-hmm. And I, it's almost like I turn off my mind. I let my mind and my thoughts go. And I just let my body move in a way that it feels good. And that for me has been so healing because I'm, sometimes I get to these really real tension parts of my body like there's tension and then i feel like a really big emotion coming up and i'll release it i'll allow that that layer of that wounding whether it's a core wound whether it's you know just a a little like small trauma i'll allow it to move through me and express itself or myself and it it's like oh there we go i'm not blocked and boom my energy comes back online it's like if people just knew body work, it's just so fascinating to me. It's it's truly fascinating. I mean, I'm, yeah. when you when you hear from like the top down approach of like yeah. you're, you're talking to a therapist and you're cognitively working out your your issues or whatever you think it is, yeah. you're you're using your mind for that. That's a top down thing, and it has tremendous validity. It's, yes. it's the bottom approach is just a complementary aspect to that. That it's going to further round out your healing experience. You have a top-down talking to, talking through with somebody, group work um, that engages you socializing. And then you have this physical aspect of using your body and allowing it to go up and through. And you're not, you're not analyzing it. You're not shaming yourself for the way that you move. Or... Yeah. I, I love it because body work takes me out of my head. Mm. Completely takes me out of the story and the narrative. And yes, you do. Top-down approaches, you, you need both to meet kind of like heart-centered space. But getting to our wounds, oftentimes we think that it requires like journaling and like deep reflection, but which it can and it does sometimes. But a lot of the times for me and kind of what I guide clients through is like, let's move through the body and see how the body wants to tell its story. So how do you... How do you- gauge whether somebody has a certain wound like do they know themselves or are you able to pick up on that as their as their guided practitioner so i can i can pick up on that but it's it's never real like i don't go in and say this happened to you and like project my mind's more of a collaborative approach like i want them to discover their own wounding through a series of questioning, but I'm always paying attention to, I guess, that the energy of and vibration of their voice. Like I can feel yeah. it and it prompts me to ask certain questions. And then that question lands with that person and then it opens them up to the next layer of where we need to go. Well, Natalie did uh, an amazing meditation for the planet the other day. And one of the cool things that I took away from that was you said, I want you to listen with all of your senses. And I, I immediately was like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
<laughs> how do I listen with my nose? Yeah, how do I listen then with my or experience all of your senses? Yeah, and then you walked us through that. Like yeah. you, you were like, you know, taste taste what's what's going on in your mouth. What you know, what is still there or what was present before, mm-hmm. you know, hearing and then like you engaged all of the senses and then you you called forth all of us to use all of our senses as a full body listening. And I thought a full sensory sensory listening. Yeah, full sensory experiencing, I guess. And I love that because I don't hear enough people talking about it, but it, it does encompass us to activating. And sometimes it's almost just telling yourself on a conscious level, like, okay, activate this sector of the body that we don't normally use. Mm-hmm. It was it was really profound. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So so that wound, you know, that the body has the information, but the wound does as well too. The wound has so. And here's the thing, like. I just, I think that people are so afraid to go into their body and feel wounding. And I, and there's, there's a big reason why a lot of people can't because their nervous system is so dysregulated that their nervous system is trying to keep them alive, basically in survival mode. And Mm. they, they actually can't go down and feel because they're running so much in, in fight or flight. So, so to go into the memory would actually, uh, activate their survival mechanism even more so. Even more. Or they're, they're revving in such high survival mechanism already that they've got so many, so many backlog of emotions, so many wounds that have never been tended to, and their nervous system actually won't let them go down and feel. So You're talking polyvagal theory? Yeah, okay. polyvagal. So they're not able to actually access their wounds in a in a safe way because it's it's like re-traumatizing so there this is where you know if you are heavily dysregulated and you have a lot of trauma working with a professional don't just dive into your wounds by yourself and be like okay i'm gonna feel everything because sometimes you can get into the body and there's like it's like there's so much backlog that it's way too overwhelming and you're almost re-traumatizing yourself. Flooding, almost. Yeah, flooding and just you're going to re-experience those traumas. So body work is really powerful, but when you're, there's a way and acclimating your nervous system to kind of bring you down into the body and just small doses of safety so that you can kind of get to the next layer. So I, I love what you're saying because the small levels of safety... Safety is huge when you're getting down into the body with wounding. True, and it's true on all these other dimensions too. Yeah. I've heard some people say that there's a lot of people in the plant medicine community that are like, oh, you need to do a journey. You need to do this. It's so... kind no. um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I would recommend everybody... I mean, I would say if I was present, I'd be like, everybody needs to have a psychedelic experience every 10 years with a tremendous guide. Yes. would be the stipulation, but you also have to do a lot of work going into that. So yeah. um, where I'm going with this is, is there are those that are very skilled with the medicine that say like, hey, if you have a psychological issue or if you have something going on and, and you're not aware of that and you haven't done the work or you haven't been in the, space, the proper space to unfold, I should say, yeah. then you go and you start dancing with plant medicine and you open up the floodgates. Yeah, it's and, and it's you won't bad be able to, yeah, bad you won't be able to make meaning of everything because you'll be flooded with with so much yeah. stuff. 
And it's, it is the same with some of the somatic experiencing and body work. Like you have to really ease into that gently for some people because it's, you can't just do a guided meditation and jump into, you know, your womb and start, you know, <laughs> processing your trauma from. I, I wish we could just jump uh, into the womb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If everything started like that, just tell them to move. They kind of traumatized the yeah. But like you can't, you can't just like jump into it. There's, there's got to be an acclimation because everybody's nervous system is so different in how they subjectively experience their own body. Like you can't just say, "Oh yeah, do this breath work and jump in." Breath work is a beautiful example of bringing people into deeper layers of their wounding. Like there's so many modalities out there, but for somebody who is highly, highly traumatized, it can like think about holotropic breath work, how, how powerful that is. It can bring somebody into deep wounding that they're not ready to go into. Just mm-hmm. like plant medicine, breath work, some body work. It's, it's really important to go gently or if you've had a lot of trauma and recognizing that you've you've got a dysregulated nervous system that's a massive indicator that you've got some deep wounding in your body so so we're going to drill in there's people that, that don't want to look at it but the importance of it is like you're not really going to heal if you don't get into it so yeah. you you have to have the courage to be willing to do this work but you also have to be patient with yourself to go step by step to go slow into it yes um, because the layered complexity of the wound can trigger so many different other areas. And here's here's what I always say, like to my clients, that our bodies have a really powerful and unique way of how it wants to unfold in its own wounding process, right? So if we can be really gentle in this surrendering and allowing our body to kind of show us what's there with you know, with the guidance of somebody who can gently guide you through your body, sometimes when people get this idea of, oh, well, okay, I have wounds, therefore I'm going to, I'm going to mentally blast through this shit, right? And they're there. Can you give an example? Well, somebody who, who is like doing all the fucking things to heal, right? They're forcing the healing process. Do you, do you see the difference? See, like, there's somebody who's like, they've read all the books, they're doing the breath work, they're doing the meditation, they're doing the yoga, they're doing whatever, all the things. But that comes from outside of themselves, mm-hmm. right? They're just, they're doing it to fix themselves. There's like, there's something wrong with me, I'm going to do all the things, boom, boom, boom. Where my approach, or like, not just my approach, but more of the feminine approach, which works so much, so much better for me, myself and my clients than maybe for women. It's like really slowing down and you're not fixing anything. You're just sitting with yourself. And I always see when I, when I work with somebody, it's like, I see how their body wants to unfold. There's a divine unfolding to their wounding, right? You can't just go in, grab the wound, rip it out, make it go away. There's a layer and an onion, right? 
like a like an onion. There's a layering to that wounding. If you listen to the body, the body has armoring, like you're talking about. And Bessel van der Kocksburg, the body you score. Yeah, listening to the body, you've got this layer of a wound, right? And by gently peeling back the first layer of that wound, you're acclimating to getting to the hole. You can't go in there and blast that shit out because you're re-traumatizing. But if you do the first layer, okay, I can break through this. My nervous system can handle this. Then you're coming at the wound at a later time and listening to the body for the next layer of that wound. And there's a different set of information. In it. That mm. makes sense. No, it, yes. And I love that you're bringing it up because... I have seen some people that that try to. I used to operate like that, what you're going to say. Yeah, try try to initiate the healing process faster than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, and I think, especially as you start studying the psyche and you start studying the ego, what people don't realize is, well, there's these structures, these psychological structures that have been in place for millions of years within mm-hmm. us, and especially the ego defense mechanism. You have to go slow with it because if you go too fast, the ego is going to pick up on it and say, no, 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 no. That's not me. That's I'm not weak. I'm not vulnerable. I'm not, it's going to, yeah. it's going to tell you the story of it. Yeah. yeah. Things that thinks you are. Mm-hmm. Or it's protecting you from feeling something deeper. Totally. Right. Totally. So, so there's these layers there, natural defense mechanisms that will occur within yourself, whether you realize it or mm-hmm. not. Um, because the second you start healing, you are changing the story of who you think you think you are. Yes. You're gaining more perspectives of that diamond and yeah. you're able to see more, more of your connection with others. As you go into that wound, you see more of your connection mm-hmm. to others. And that is the thing that allows you to connect with them. Where I've been told that a dark shaman is somebody who closes their wounds and don't allow somebody to connect to them that way. They don't show them their vulnerabilities. And master level healers, like the ones we keep talking about, yeah. are um, showing you their wounds. Like they put it in their book. And you're like, holy shit, the balls on this dude. Like, yeah. And he, like three major wounds just puts it in the book. And you're like, yeah. wow. He, like, yeah. that's how you connect with people. And it's, and it's beautiful how, think about to get to those like really, really big wounds, it doesn't happen in six months. Like these are sometimes like decades of unfolding these really intricate layers of that's, ourselves. That's my hard part, just like knowing that this is all. I know, and, but that that's like everyone. Everyone's like, when is this healing going to be done? I'm like, it it doesn't, <laughs> or it's not that doesn't it, it's. It doesn't stop because we have so much programming. Well, we have so much programming, but you know, like as you incarnate, right, you have your own spiritual trajectory that you've been on and you've had your own bumps and bruises and stuff like that along the path. Yeah. And with everything that we're saying, right, the core essence of who you are is untampered. You can't. Yeah. And, and also, like, you know, I think later we might tease it out because we talk about a core wound. And if we say that you're untampered with, well, how do you have a core wound? So that's something I, I want to get into and I might not have the answer for. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you have your own trajectory spiritually and then you're incarnating with your own families as well too. Yeah. Now, my masculine programming gets pissed because I want to heal a lot of this stuff faster. Well, and think about 
a lot of the programming around like everything we do in this culture is fast. Oh, we got to fix yeah. it. It's like, it's like, how can I capitalize on my healing almost? Like, it's like, how can I see this straight? Per- like when, when people start with me and like your healing doesn't go like a linear path straight up. It is a spiral. It continues and continues and you get to the next layer where that wound, you're no, there's no chart. If the charge isn't there, it's not as charged as the first layer, right? So I, again, it's, you come back and revisit this wound from a different perspective with more information and there's less of a charge there, like an activation within the body. And, and I would argue that the more circles around that wound you get, the more you orbit it, the more you get to a spot of like where you can start to forgive yourself and you can forgive others. And I'm not saying I'm there yet by any means, but like you, None of us are. <laughs> yeah, you start to compassionately be like, Oh, this person went through some, some serious shit. If that's the way that they were projecting that out to the world, right. you know, and I feel bad for them being 12 years old and not having somebody to look out for them or right. And, and so what I can say about doing the work is, it, it doesn't feel like it's always coming along, but I notice the shifts. And I've heard people say that as you heal yourself, you, you heal the line, you heal your, your bloodline and your, your family. Lineage, yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, I can hear the ego and the statement that I'm doing the work and I can see it within my family. They're also doing their own work, mm-hmm. you know, and I can, every time I interact with them, I notice that the dynamic changes a little bit. Yeah. So, so they're doing cool work on themselves. That's facilitating this change. That like it's it's always kind of elevated. It's spiraling. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's so cool. And you think about, you know, I used to do that. I used to do this all the time on my healing path. I would go to therapy, and I was like, I would think to myself, okay, I'm going to do this for six months, and I'm going to be done. I'm going to be done. I'm going to be healed. And my life is just going to be happy all the fucking time. <laughs> Kitty up. Sign me up. I am so down for that. Right. And I think that is what people think healing is. Well, I, okay. So I can speak as an American. Yeah. If your company is so good enough to have a mental health package, which is it's becoming more of the language and it's, it's kind of cool that which it is. is. Great. You know, sometimes they only cover so many and you're like, oh, you know, well, the first three or four are on us. And you're like, well, I'm just getting cozy with this person. Like, I'm just. Yeah, you're like, I you understand that this is a lifelong endeavor. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to be climbing this mountain for a while. Yeah. And uh, it was great because like I, I started seeing a therapist since I moved here. Yeah. Um, so I started seeing them recently and they had this great dialogue with me. They're like. Hey, what do you what do you want to get out of this? Like, what does this space look like for you? Right. What are you look? What are the tools you're looking to get to work through? Um, and it's it's kind of like you and I were talking about. It's like in some areas I can see the blockage. I said like I'm looking for you to tell me like the stuff that I the shit that I can't see, but also like here's the stuff that I do see where I'm getting blocked in my own life or the energy isn't flowing the way that I think it should be, and giving me the tools and the perspectives to right work through that. Yeah. I think that's 
And that's where a good healer or a good guide comes into play because we can't see ourselves. And it's that it's those questions. And again, they're not doing it for you. It's usually in that collaborative setting where they're guiding you back to these elements of parts of yourself that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And so that you can see a part of that spiral and be like, oh, it's been me the whole time. Damn it. <laughs> so it's uh, the spiritual joke of it all. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been me this whole time. I've ruined my life. Um, oh, I had a crazy journey where it was something like that, where uh-huh. I was with the medicine and I was chasing this thing and it had a mask on or something. I can't, I just like just came to me on where So I was chasing this thing. And through the entire journey throughout the night, I was like still chasing it. And I'd go and I'd talk to somebody over here and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I'd go internal and I'm still chasing this thing. And eventually, like, I take the mask off and it's me. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's like that's it, the way that it is. It is like that. Yeah. I actually, I had a experience like that in a journey that I did. And it was the same thing. It's like all the, the pain and loneliness that I was feeling over the pandemic. It's like, oh, I'm such a victim. And then the, you know, on my journey, it was like, oh, I've actually been re- like reinitiating that over and over again through my own actions. It's like, oh, so it happened to me, but then I kept doing it. Mm. I was like choosing to be in the victimhood of it. Yeah. Right. So it's really powerful when you can get into seeing those different angles of the wound. Because sometimes we think we're the victim of something and we're like, oh shit, it's been, <laughs> I've been doing that. <laughs> I had somebody, uh, I was with Chris, who we interviewed, yeah. you know, and I'm talking, talking to Chris about something and Chris like, so fucking wise and wizardly. And it's like, yeah. why do you think, why do you think you keep going back to that story? And it's like, because some part of me likes being a whiny victim of it, you knowing that somebody fucked me over on this and yeah. I'm helpless and need help. And he's like, all right, just as long as you recognize that too. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, got it. Thank you for showing that, like mirroring that back to me. Uh, amazing mirror. Yeah. Know? So we were talking about top down and then bottom up. And in the center, you have the heart. Yeah. Where does the heart come into this with wounds? Well, so for me, I think it's the compassionate stance with self. Mm. Right. All right, please. So when we when we're entering our wounds, we're entering into really deep spaces of maybe shame or whatever the wound is, whatever the core wound, whether it's like shame, embarrassment. These sometimes when we experience a trauma, we get kicked out of our body, right? And it's a it's a the body's no longer safe for us to be in. Yeah. So we get kicked out, we fragment. And then we literally don't remember it, right? So in order to go into those really sometimes shameful experiences, we have to have a lot of self-compassion. And this this is where we have to like kind of love ourselves through all the cringiness and all the ickiness within us. Because normally if we just saw ourselves in this really kind of downtrodden situation of feeling so much despair and shame, that's a really scary place to go to. Very much so. And, Very much. And, and especially like if you're 
not on the victim side of it. You're the person doing something. Mm. You know, that's that's a hard space. Like in my own experience, knowing the way that I've shown up before, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to be compassionate with myself. If you've been like a perpetrator. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I was asking a, a friend, Mariana, about it once. And she said, I was like, well, how do we have that compassion for ourselves? And she's like, well, like, just think of like a small child and the love and the compassion that you give them as they're going through their ups and their downs and their temper tantrums. Yeah. God, I wish I was at this point fully. Yeah. As, as I was venting to Natalie, but yeah. three and a half year old tornado. <laughs> so, um, but just meeting yourself like you would meet that child of yeah. like, hey, and I'm here, you know, and, and it's not a matter of like condoning or condemning it. It's just. Yeah. And there's, I always, I, I work with like parts work too in one of my programs and it's a big part of the process is like we have to tend to our nervous system, really understand what that is, but then we have to tend to the parts of ourselves and there's all these different parts within ourselves like that are there's so much tension right there's so much tension within ourselves that we feel that these parts of ourselves are in conflict so it's like how can we tend lovingly to all these parts of ourselves that are literally on polar opposites like one is a victim one is like destroy a world yeah destroy a world like all the we have so much on the back end Mm -hmm. of who we are and compassionately holding and tending to those parts is something that is really like it's it's like a flip the switch kind of like situation when clients are like oh i have to love i have to love those parts and when they love it there's they're like we do mirror work and when they do this they see these like parts themselves that have been so hidden and like forgotten about and they come at them with love and actually give like that, give them acknowledgement and love. And there's just like such an emotional release because they're seeing all these pieces of how, how they're like the back end of them is navigating like the wounds. Right. Well, and I think so to, to get to a spot of love can be hard. So like we're talking about layering. It's very uncomfortable. An exercise I do sometimes, like if I had a hand to draw the comic strip, I would. I think sometimes I look at it as like, I'm inviting this new aspect of myself to a party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shadow party. So, yeah. So, I, well, kind of the shadow party. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's elements of that. And if I was drawing this out in a comic strip, I have this ability that, like, I can pull myself out of something to understand that there's, like, humor. So every time this thing shows up, and unfortunately, the more along the path I get, the more uh, shadow elements I get introduced to. Yeah. And I just go, okay, that's one more part of me that I have to introduce to the party. So mentally, like, I see this comic strip of, like, all these different versions of myself. And there's the the one who wants to save the world. And there's the one who wants to masturbate. And there's the one who wants to do this (laughs) and that. (laughs) And I have to let all these fuckers come into the party. Yeah. And that's my job is to just say, like, I'm not not telling anybody that they're bad or good. You know, like, I'm just looking this out on the comic panel strip. Yeah. Um, so before I can get to that love, to you know, it helps me to accept and let that person into the party, mm-hmm. and then I can start to love it because I can find the humor in how it's interacting with the other things. Right. That works for me. And what what you're what you're doing is you're kind of doing parts work. 
And parts work is, um, it's called like an interfamous systems where you're where of the universe. Yeah. Okay. And, right. and like, I didn't, I, I studied parts it's been work. coming up in other areas of my life. But. Yeah. But it's interesting when I, when I studied parts work, I was like, oh man, I've been like, I've already been doing this. Like just tending to these like parts of ourselves that are in conflict. They I fight. Feel, I feel relief that I don't have another fucking thing to do. You've been doing it. Oh, like fucking check that out. Check that one. Just like, you're like, I'm doing it. Great. Um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so coming back to the heart, like, Ten, I always say tending to the parts of us. Um, it's really important to, that's where the heart comes in. It's like acknowledging, being compassionate, understanding, empathizing with all these different roles within you that are trying to drive the bus, right? Mm. Um, and then another aspect of our wounding and coming into our heart, which is really important, is being in recognition that somebody else has wounds, right? And being able to empathize with their situation. Like we've all done this. We're all master unconscious projectors in certain situations. And when you start to get into your own work and start to really tend to those parts, you actually have more compassion for people who are in their own wounding unconsciously. And you can recognize it and you can soften versus being agitated or triggered by it. Yeah, coming at them like guns blazing. Well, just reacting. Instead, you're just like, wow, they're they're like dysregulated right now. They're they're having a very intense internal experience to something and then they're coming at you. That's where coming from the heart, you can actually just like, you don't have to be triggered by it. As soon as you start softening to your own parts you will soften naturally to other people's wounds and what's coming up to me is the the newer dialogues around child rearing of like yeah this is exactly what you're talking about and maybe for me this stuff is so triggering because i'm trying to practice it i'm fully integrated it myself yeah of, of being able to meet myself and then being like hey i see that you're dysregulated yeah. And I love the terms of like calling it like a pattern of like, this is the defense pattern your systems go into for survival. Absolutely. So there's gifts within that pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all like bad things. It's, nope. it's kept you alive to this point. But um, the gifts within the pattern, but also that it is just a pattern. So I had a friend that I had a very hard talk with them. I didn't say like, you're a fucking asshole and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm noticing a pattern. Um, Here's the way that I see that pattern. And here's the way that I might see that uh, unfolding for you if you were to continue to go down that road. Right. So I, 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 just like when somebody, like if you're talking about somebody and you say like the Brene Brown thing of the story I'm telling myself is, as opposed to Natalie, you're a da 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 da. Right. You're saying like, hey, I'm perceiving something. Let me know. Like, like you're, you're just, this is my perception. That's something yeah. that's left, right. And every, right everything is perceptual, right? So it's, um, so yeah, coming back to the heart, like when, like the top down and bottom up, if we can meet those, it's always going to meet in the heart. Always, always, always. And when we apply both of those approaches to our wounding, it's like, 
I don't know. It's, it's just such a, it's like a ricocheting out there. Like it'll just be so much softer. With it's a, it's a ripple. It's a wonderful yeah. ripple. But I think that's the word I was looking for. Ricochet. Ricochet is very harsh. <laughs> that's true. The like, heart ricochets. I'm thinking of like a fucking sniper rifle when you say ricochet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's like, you know, like a sniper rifle from your heart. I'm like, no, it's more like a, like a ripple. Okay. Maybe, maybe it was the wrong choice of words <laughs> for me. After I said that, I was like, that was not a good choice of words. <laughs> anyway, it ripples out. It's just, it's just that like consciousness continuation, right? It's like, we're not just like thinking about things. We're not just unconsciously reacting from our body. We're, we're bringing the two to the, the center. So. so do you, can you think of any homework that you would do to bring people more into their heart space to meet themselves compassionately. And, you know, cause I think we, we, we've given people great instruction on how to find a teacher to hold the space. Yeah. In episode number two, how to find a good guide or teacher. If you are looking for somebody there, we have a, a full podcast on how to find a one that is going to bring you back to you. So, um, so I'm guessing like with the homework I'm asking here, is yeah. this, is this, um, I would, because we, we we need to factor in the safetyness of it too. Yeah, I think sitting quietly with yourself, and I think tending to a part of yourself, just knowing that there's different parts of you within your wounding that are acting out. Right? You want to think of yourself as this, like Alex, you're sitting right here right now, consciously focusing on doing this podcast, but there's a lot of parts of you that are hidden on the back end, right? And they're driving the ship. They're, you know, they're driving the ship unconsciously based on the wounding in your body. Right. Summarizes APCT. Right. So it's like they're driving the ship. So it's like a really safe and soft way to start is just asking yourself, is there a part of me that is, acting out of accordance, right? Like, or acting... Out of accordance to what? Out of, like, out of alignment, I guess. What part of me is trying to get my attention through a wound? And if you can identify that there is a part of you that is, you know, maybe, maybe there's a part of you that's sabotaging things. Sabotaging is a... I got a lot of sabotagers in the back end, right? I got a lot of those... Little but, bitches but, on the back end. Yeah, they can start a club together. <laughs> yeah, I got a sabotage club in the back end. So um they'll make sure nothing gets done. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they may they procrastinate, they do all sorts of shit. So and and think about like you got this core wound and then you've got all these parts of yourselves that are sabotaging your conscious decisions right now because they're protecting you. So they, yeah. Essentially. So a really good way is to Sit with that version of you and close your eyes and just visualize the sabotage version of you, the one that's trying to ma- or the one that's trying to manage everything, the one that's trying to protect you. First of all, just sit with yourself and identify what part of you is on the back end that's stopping you from doing certain things that you want to do. And just starting the dialogue. And this may feel really weird for some people. It's like, who am I talking to? You're talking to yourself, essentially, like all these back end parts. 
but having a conversation and just empathetically listening and not judging that part of yourself. And, and eventually you're bringing it home. Well, yeah, you're, you're, you're taking that part, that part that's hidden and you're a lot, you're, you're bringing consciousness and light to it. And, and, and you're, you were talking about, uh, fractalizing, you know, you're, you're adding another dimension of yourself. Yeah. You're, you're bringing another part of yourself that's hidden and fragmented back into the wholeness of who you are. And that's the, the wholeness of who you are is really the full expression of you. So when we can get all those people on the back end, like bringing them in for the party, um, but starting with one, pay attention very much to your body you may have an emotional release. You may have um, just massive insight just from one little conversation. Yeah. So give yourself the space to be... Yeah. It could take five minutes, five minute yeah. conversation. If it keeps going, let it go. If it becomes too much and there's that's when you really want to like do some deep breathing and, and just take a step back and get out. Well, I've heard, I've heard some people say that when you're doing something like this, you should almost have a timer on it. Yeah, initially climatizing. Yeah. yeah, climatizing to it. But it's it's fascinating. It's kind of like um, gestalt therapy yeah. with a part. It's like interfamily systems and like gestalt kind of mashed together. Right. And you're just having this conversation with yourself and like kind of picture like that drama stage. Like for me, that's how I visualize it. It's like that part of myself is in the chair. Tell people what gestalt is before you. Gestalt is when you're you're having like an interview process with yourself. With yourself where you can get to advanced levels where you're doing it with like somebody you have unfinished trauma with. Or, right, yeah. But yeah, initially, let's start with this. Yeah, so that, that's a good start. We won't go into any more, but that's that's a really powerful little exercise. And if you keep, if you do that for five minutes a day, like you're actually getting to know these little hidden parts of yourself and you're you're going to, again, get so much more perspective on your multidimensionality. And, and I would also say, too, that like as you learn to communicate and dialogue and better understand, you're also opening yourself up to newer levels of energy. So mm -hmm. one side of that negative energy is like you weren't consciously aware of it, and it was just kind of coming out in all these different ways, mm -hmm. ricocheting out. Ricocheting out, rippling out. But now, now you are understanding of it, and it's kind of like a really good management, like a really good manager doesn't matter the person they know how to get something out of that person to be productive for the overall mission yeah right so you're going to have access to a new level of energy yeah hopefully healthy well and you got to think these parts of yourselves are literally they're the blockages protecting the wound when you start to allow these parts to be seen to be held to be acknowledged to be heard it's like they step down from that role. I mean, it takes a little while of continuation, but eventually they step down from that role and then your whole energy field starts to like shift and change. I mean, I, I love what we're covering. I love yeah. that we talked about the gradualness of it, that you need to slowly work into it. Yeah. Um, having to have the safety to do it. Yeah. The layers of it, the way that it's interconnected to all these other things. Mm -hmm. This was super fun for me. I hope everybody has fun listening to podcasts yeah. and recording it. Yeah, I know. This is our first live in person, so definitely a different dynamic. Yeah, closed audience. It's our live, it's a live recording to a closed audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And um, 
any questions, follow us on the Instagram page. We'd love to have you um, engage, follow along, ask questions. We're amped and open yeah. to hear from you. We're really, we're really trying to start kind of a community here where we're helping each other heal and navigate this weird space that we find ourselves in in the world. So mm-hmm. uh, like, share when it resonates for you. We love doing this. We hope you love listening to it. Like and, like and follow it. Comment. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Huffing Spirit Podcast. Remember, you are your own teacher. Take what resonates and leave the rest. For more info, follow us on Instagram at Huffing Spirit Podcast and subscribe on Spotify or iTunes. Bye for now. Thank you.